All right, no sheet tonight. We're in the midst of two series right now. Um, <clears throat> Want to ask you a question, though, right? Remember last week? <clears throat> am I on, by the way? Yeah, I am. Remember last week? We um, <clears throat> the the, the lotto. Uh, <laughs> they missed a day somehow. I don't know exactly what happened. Uh, yeah, it was on the Thursday instead of the Wednesday, right? <laughs> Okay, they let people do it on the Thursday as well. And I tell you what now, right? But uh, uh, that wasn't what really bothered me. What, what caught my attention was there was ten million in the lotto. Now I have to confess that for a moment, I thought to myself, I could do a lot with ten million. <laughs> I, I could, I could, I could do a lot. I mean, I could clear the church mortgage. I could pay for the men's home. I could clear my own mortgage. I could help people. In fact. I could probably be God for a little while, which is, which is the problem with it. Right? And then I thought, you know what, that would be a bad idea. Even if I did win it, that would be a bad idea. I would just be playing God. But just for a moment, I was tempted. And you know what, I think that, that the reality is that those things catch us sometimes. Now, I want to ask you a question tonight. Why don't you gamble? I'm assuming that you don't. <laughs> why, why don't you gamble? Okay. Okay. Trusting in God basically. Vincent, why don't you gamble? Okay. Increase by the work of our hands. We're supposed to work. Anybody else want to chip in there? See, here's where we're. I think Christians sometimes sometimes we we are a bit strange in our thinking. Sometimes we don't do things because we don't do things. Uh, we don't really think about them. Now, I will say this for us, that we're, we're, we're in an age where Christians are <coughs> really uh, at sea in terms of a whole lot of things. Years ago, you know, drinking, Christians didn't drink. That was just the way it was. Nobody, nobody questioned it. That was just the way it was. Christians didn't drink. You know, um, Christians didn't gamble. You know, there were a lot of things that Christians just knew they didn't do. And nobody had to make a standard for it. Everybody just knew you don't do those things. But we're in an age when all those things have been kind of taken apart and dismantled and Christians are doing all kinds of things. And so we need to think through these things sometimes, right? <clears throat> That's what we're going to do tonight. Vincent. Okay, somebody else's misery. Okay. <clears throat> All right, well, let, let's have a word of prayer, and then, we'll, then we'll, we'll look at this topic for a little while tonight and try and, try and get a, put, a, put, a, put a reason on it, why we don't gamble or why we shouldn't gamble, okay? Uh, let's pray, though, first. Father, would you bless us now as we look to your word and help us, Lord. Uh, Lord, <clears throat> we want to be, be right with you, and we want to uh, be blessed of you, and help us, Lord, to see and understand that we might give an answer for the things we believe and hold on to. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, what is gambling? Gambling is the wagering of money or something of material value on an, event with, on an event with an uncertain outcome with the primary intent of winning additional money or material goods. Right? So the idea is you're putting some money out in the hope that you're going to get more back. Right? <laughs> After you've tithed twenty percent off, we'll talk about the rest. Okay. <laughs> no. 
Well, all right. Look, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do questions afterwards. We'll go through this and then we'll do questions afterwards, right? Okay. <clears throat> Typically, the outcome of the, of the wager is evident within a short period, all right? So you put the, put the bet on on Thursday and you know by that night whether you want or not, right? The term gaming in this context typically refers to instances in which the activity has been specifically permitted by law. Now, that's another part of the problem for us. We tend to go with the idea of, well, if it's legal, what's the problem with it? Yeah, there's so much illegal stuff out there. I mean, if the lotto's legal, I mean, <clears throat> which is incredible, but lots of societies across the world have made the lotto legal. They're, they're using them to actually make money to, uh, to, to do things with. It's kind of like, really, it's a tax in that sense. <clears throat> but people don't, don't see it as being that. But the idea is you're putting money out. You may lose, but you might win a lot. Right? <clears throat> Okay, arguments used to justify gambling. Right? First of all, life is a gamble. Solomon even says that time and chance happen to them all. So life's a gamble, so everything's a gamble. What's wrong with that as a thought? <clears throat> That's the way it's... The book of Ecclesiastes, by the way. <clears throat> what's different about the book of Ecclesiastes? What's, what's Solomon looking at in the book of Ecclesiastes? <laughs> You're right, regard. But, but <clears throat> what's he think? What, what perspective is he taking? Everything is meaningless, and he's looking at life under the sun. Really, he's excluding God in the book of Ecclesiastes. He's looking at everything that's happening. This is just the way it is under the sun, and he's looking at all that because what's happened to him in his life is he's actually put God out of the picture uh, for a certain period, and that's when all the dumb stuff happened in his life. And so Ecclesiastes is really a book. <clears throat> under the sun. So it's a purely worldly perspective. But God's will in our lives precludes a life of pure chance. Let me ask you this. Is God in control in your life? I have to keep asking ourselves this. Is God in control? Or is he not in control? And if I put the money on the lotto ticket, couldn't he make me win? Is God in control or is God not in control in your life? See, when we're, when we're looking to... <clears throat> you know the guys, you see the guys rolling the dice and, the, and they're going to throw the dice and, the, and they're asking Lady Look to smile on me. Who's Lady Look? Who is she? I mean, if, <clears throat> you know, the, the reality is in that context, you know, it's actually an idol that you're talking about. No, it's God. And, you know, typically we don't bring God into those things. Typically, you know, <clears throat> you, you, you know we've, we've more sense than to actually bring God into those things. Right? So, <clears throat> we can't say that life is just a chance because we don't believe that. Nothing is going to happen in my life that God does not do in my life. So it's not life's a chance, so just, just carry it on. Right? <clears throat> a second argument people use is farming's a gamble. Right? Now, what does the farmer do? The farmer takes his, his, um, <clears throat> his sack of seed and he plants it in the ground in the hopes that he's going to reap many sacks of seed. Right? So it's farming a gamble. No, not really. That's, the, that's not, the, not the way farming works. Um, <clears throat> God has promised the seed time and harvest time would not cease. Farming is an honorable way of receiving God's blessing, the book of Psalms says. And it's an honorable... What the farmer is doing is he's not gambling. He's not hoping. He's, he expects to get back a whole lot. He's going to put the labor in. God's going to provide the, <clears throat> the sun and the, and the rain. And he's going to, he's going to reap more. It's not a case of, you know, uh, <clears throat> ten farmers sow, one farmer reaps. 
ten farmers sow, ten farmers reap, unless something really bad happens. And, and that's in the Lord's hand. So we can't say that farming is a gamble. What about buying insurance? Is buying insurance a gamble? Let's think it through. Is buying insurance a gamble? There are some Christians that are against buying insurance. They should trust the Lord a little. Is buying insurance a gamble? Like if I take out an insurance policy on my life so that if something happens to me, Val has enough money to uh, <clears throat> pay the mortgage and clear, pay the bills and so on, is that a gamble? Okay, I'm going to die at some stage. All right, thanks, thanks for that, Anthony. <laughs> um, well, I, here's the deal. One of the things with insurance is I'm hoping not to collect on it. Like, I'm hoping the valve doesn't go. It's, it's not a gamble in the sense that what I'm doing is I'm, you know, I, I'm putting out money hoping to have a big day. You know, you're not hoping that the person who's insured is going to die so you can get their money. And if you are, that's a different problem that we probably need to talk about at some stage. But, but that's it. What you're doing is you're transferring the risk to somebody else. And it's legitimate in that sense. Uh, it's also a way of providing for your family. Uh, and that's an important duty, the Bible says. So insurance is not gambling when it's used to shift risk and provide. Okay? What about investing? Right? The stock market. Okay? <laughs> it's gambling. He says it's gambling. It's gambling. Well, it can be. But it doesn't have to be. You see, gambling in the sense that, you know, you're, you're, you're doing the penny stocks and, you know, you're hoping, oh, I hope it goes up, I hope it goes up. You know, that's obviously, when you're investing like that, there's obviously gambling involved in that. But when you see a company that looks like it's moving ahead, and you invest in it because you want to be part of the profit that company's making. That's a different thing. It's not, it's not trying to make a quick killing. It's you investing money in something, because that's the way companies work. You know, somebody gets an idea how to actually produce something that's going to be helpful and going to make a profit. They can't do it all by themselves, so they ask other people to get involved in the risk, and everybody gets a payout. And that's not gambling in that sense. It is gambling when you're <clears throat> when you're buying stocks and you know hoping to make a big killing on them, and um, <clears throat> that side of it can become gambling, all right. <clears throat> okay. Now, one thought for you to remember too: <clears throat> remember that the story of the talents. Right, the guys had the talents. Uh, what were they supposed to do with the talents? One was given five, one was given two, and one was given one. What were they, what were they supposed to do with it? Yeah, they were supposed to actually make more out of it. Now, they weren't supposed to gamble with it, but they were supposed to invest it so that there would be a return on it. So getting a return on your money, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's the way you do it. And here's the thing. Gambling is a whole different beast. You know, if I go over there and buy the lotto ticket, right? <clears throat> All of a sudden, I've got a real interest in the lotto, okay? And I'm <clears throat> whenever they, they, they're delivering the numbers, I'm, I'm looking at my ticket, looking at the numbers, and, and the heart's pounding, and it's, and, you know, it's, and it's high pressure, and I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to win, and so on. There's, it, it, there's a whole different thing involved in it than me investing in something and expecting to make a return on it. I, <clears throat> 
Okay, so arguments against gambling then, right? <clears throat> First of all, the principle is sinful. Gambling violates the work ethic. Here we go with the Bible, guys. Ephesians 4, verse 28. Ephesians 4, verse 28. We've got lots of verses to look up. And 1 Thessalonians 4, 11 and 12. So Ephesians 4, verse 28. All right, Paul. Yes, you're going to read, you, you read Ephesians 4, 28, right? <laughs> Ephesians 4, verse 28, and then who'll read for me? 1 Thessalonians 4, 11 and 12. Okay? Paul, when you're ready. No pressure or anything, okay? 4, verse 28, yeah? Let him that stole steal no more. Okay, now Ephesians chapter 4 is, that, is dealing with the issue of putting off the old man and taking on the new man. Putting off the old man, putting on the new man. And it gives you some real little crisp, clear principles. This is a very clear one. The old man's way was to take me, me, me. The new man's way is to give. But how is he supposed to give? What's he supposed to give from in this verse? From his labor. From, from what he earns. Instead of him being a taker, he's to go out to work with the view in mind of I'm going to give. Right? I'm going to give. Now... <clears throat> You know, so somebody, it's a good thing for us to have that idea in our minds that we're going to give. But we're going to, go, we're going to labor so that we have to give. It's a different thing. It's not take, it's not me, uh, it's that we have to give. Now, what can be a problem with that? I would say I set up a business in the morning because, you know, there's people that are needy and I want to help them and I want to be a blessing to them. So I'm going to, <clears throat> I'm going to set up this business and it's going to make millions and I'm going to give the money uh, to people and take care of them. What could be a problem with that for us? Any principles, the biblical principles that come into play in your mind there? That's a very attractive idea, isn't it? The idea of making a lot of money so you can give it to people and so you can do good things with it and build hospitals and all kinds of stuff with it. What's, what could be a problem with that for us? You get too involved in making the money. Covetousness comes into it. Right? You know, we might start off with the idea, but you know, when you see all this money, and by the way, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Right? You, you need to understand that, that your heart can actually trip you up and deceive you. And you set out to do this great thing, and you're going to give, and you're going to give, and so on. But the reality is, you know, you don't give. You, you, you keep taking it on board yourself. Good question for you if you're going to be a giver is, what are you giving now? You say, well, I haven't got any money. If I had money, I would give. Listen, if you can't give now, you probably wouldn't give then either. You know, if you can't give now when you've got little, you're, why would God entrust a great amount to you uh, if you can't be trusted to give from what you have today? Okay, all right, First Thessalonians 4, 11, and 12. Who, Jensen, you had to say it. Or Gavin, did you? Okay. Um, 
So for us to study to become God's God's plan basically for us is this that we're supposed to work. And God blesses work and He increases us and He takes care of us through it. That's the plan. Now what's wrong with gambling then? It overrides that principle, doesn't it? You see, the thing is, if you win the 10 million, why do you have to work? You know, if you win the 10 million, you're just working for the tax man now. There's no point in you working anymore. You know, it, it overrides that principle. Uh, so we're, we're supposed to gain from honorable labor, and we're not supposed to get rich, get involved in get-rich-quick schemes. There's a problem with get-rich-quick schemes, by the way. There really is. You know, the Bible says, you know, that, that uh, riches quickly got there are soon gone. There's a problem with this whole idea of, of get-rich-quick schemes. Our ga- gambling violates the stewardship ethic. Right? <clears throat> Who does your money belong to? Right now, here I have what I, I haven't got a lot here. I have 150 in my hand. Right? Now, so it's only 150. It's not a lot. Uh, wouldn't do much for you. Would it buy a lot of ticket? No. No? <laughs> wouldn't buy a lot of ticket, no? Okay. Would you get a curry? <laughs> I know it wouldn't get a curry. <laughs> okay, it's not a lot, but is, is it my money? Do I have the freedom to do just what I like with it? Can I do something that God doesn't want me to do with it? <laughs> you can, you, you have the ability to do it. But is that right for me to take that money and just go and buy a lotto ticket or buy a raffle ticket or whatever it is with it? You know, <clears throat> that's, that's not good stewardship. You see, one day I'm going to have to give account to God for everything he gave me and how I spent it. Now, <clears throat> we'll look at this in a minute, but, but have you ever noticed that the whole idea of gambling... The whole idea of it means more people have to lose than win. Did, have you noticed that? That's, if, if, what happens if next Saturday in all the bookies office in the country, um, all the punters win and all the bookies lose? What happens if that, happen, if that goes on for a few weeks? <laughs> they're gone, right? doesn't work. So the whole principle of it is that they're going to make a profit by having people put their money in. What about the lotto? I mean, where did the 10 million that they're giving, a, that, that they're giving out as, a, as an, um, a winnings come from? Okay. Well, no, we didn't. Oh, no, Paul, we didn't. Okay, Paul, I'm sorry. We didn't, all right. <laughs> but, you know, the 10 million came from all the poor punters plus more. Right? Plus money that was given uh, to other things, plus money that was, um, <clears throat> went to the running of the whole thing. You know what? It probably took, and I'm guessing, 15 or 20 million to pay out that 10 million. Right? So, <clears throat> now, where did that money come? Well, the Irish people gave 15 or 20 million so that one person could walk away with 10 million. And they're short now. They're short the money they spend on it, and some of them spend a lot on it. And I bet you Thursday will be a big day for it. I bet you oh, there's an extra day. <clears throat> Let's buy more tickets. And um, 
So what you've got is you've got a payout that, like Vincent has said, is really working based on everybody else's misery. Every, a lot of people have to lose. A lot of people go away unhappy. One person wins, right? Um, <clears throat> Okay, now what about this? What, what about the love of money? What does the Bible say about the love of money? The love of money is the root of all evil. Now understand that money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. Money is an inanimate object. It has no power of itself. What does have power is what it does to our hearts. And the love of money is the root of all evil. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 6. Verse 5, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself. So they were thinking, you know, somebody has a lot of money, therefore they're godly. Uh, <clears throat> that's not the way it works. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts whose drown men in destruction and perdition. Now, the problem is, will be rich. What's that talking about? Okay, they that will be rich. Now, are there believers that are rich? Yeah, there always have been. Are there believers that are rich? Yeah, there are. The problem is not the riches. The problem is the heart that decides, I want to be rich. Now you say, but I want to be rich so that I can give. Listen, God knows better than you do. He says the desire to be rich is wrong. It leads you into all kinds of problems and issues and difficulties in your life. Right? That desire is wrong. Now, our society says, no, it's not good. And you may delude yourself in your own mind, I'll give it all away. But the whole desire is wrong, God says. They that will be rich fall into perdition, temptation and a snare, and into many foolish hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. That's strong stuff. Take note of it. It's not a worthy goal for your life uh, to be rich. If God wants to make you rich, He'll make you rich. There, there, listen, there is... You can, you can talk about money till the cows come home, how you make money, how you uh, stewardship money, how you spend money. You can talk about all those things. There is one factor involved in money that you can't actually manipulate. It's God. God is involved in this thing called money. He is involved in it all the time. It, it doesn't go in straight lines. I've had no money and been well off. And I've had a lot of money and been poor. And you, you know that one. It's not based upon much you've got. You know, it's not based upon the income you have. It's not based upon the money you have in the bank. God is involved in it. Now, when God says to you, don't go after this thing. I don't want you going after this. If you go after this, it's going to hurt you. It's going to cause you trouble. It's going to cause you problems. Don't go after this thing. You need to say, okay, okay, all right, I get it. I'm not going after it then, right? <clears throat> 
Okay. Um, For the love of money is the root of all evil, verse 10, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. That's another strong verse there. Very strong verse. The love of money is the root of all evil. Now, and the Bible doesn't use words just for impact. The love of money, it says, the root of all evil. What it's going to do is it's going to spread evil. That love of money, um, <clears throat> which was some coveted after. The Bible tells us clearly that coveting is wrong. Now, now let's talk for a second about this, this issue of covet. What does it mean to covet? What do we, you know, we talk about you know, the commandment, thou shalt not covet. What do we mean by covet? Manipulate something. Manipulate something off somebody. You want at any price? Not to be content with what you have. All those thoughts come into it. But I think really that the, the, the key thought when it comes to coveting is our hearts, where our hearts are in it. When I get to the place where Vinny says obsessed, where I'm longing for something and I want something, and I'm going after it, and it's beginning to occupy my heart. What, what do we call, what's another name, a spiritual name for the things that, 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 that fill our hearts and that control our hearts? What, what do we call those things? Idols. Idols. Money can very easily become an idol. Now, it's not like other things in our lives. It's, it's, it's extremely attractive to us. Yeah, you put a lot of fifty and some fifties in somebody's ha- somebody's hand, and they don't say, "Oh, money." There's actually an emotional response to it. It's, just, it's extremely important. It has a, a, a tremendous impact on our lives, right? And it's one of those things that we can very easily covet after, and never have the coveting satisfied. That's the other thing about coveting: you can't ha- you can't satisfy it. You know, if you can't be content with what you've got today, you won't be content with what you get tomorrow. If you can't be content in the place where God has placed you today, you're not going to be content with more. And, and so, confidence increases into the picture, and it does a serious damage. It gets a hold of us and kind of, you know, it, it puts claws into our hearts and begins to lead us and drive us. Money is a dangerous thing. You know, we need it. We need it to live, but it's a dangerous thing. We've got to be careful of our heart attitude to it because the love of money is the root of all evil, the Bible says. <clears throat> Verse 11, But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. What does he say to you? He says to you, flee these things. Now, what's he saying? Is he saying run away from money? Is he saying you make a vow of poverty? What's he saying? He's saying flee from covetousness, from that <clears throat> desire for wealth and for money that can overtake you. It's dangerous. Get away from it. Flee from it. <clears throat> Run from it. And you see, there's very few areas in our lives, as far as money is concerned, like gambling, that can just trigger this whole thing for us. Yeah, I mean... There's probably nobody here who's not attracted at some point in their lives to the idea of gambling. Now, you may have more sense than to, than to actually give in to the urge. But you sit there and you're trying to pay the bills and you're trying to make the money and you get fed up, sick and tired. 
if I, if I just won a big sum of money, I could sort myself out and I'd never be short again. It's very tempting. And then you see, if you won, you're worse off. Right? I had a guy working up at the place, a um, guy from our club, when Vaz's mom was up there, right? And um, uh, yeah, Pat was, was working through the week. And he made a reasonable amount of money working through the week, right? And then he went on the Saturday and he put money on a horse. And he won more money on the horse than he'd earned by working all week. They say, fantastic. Now, hang on a minute. Why did I work all the week if I could earn that same money on the horse? It actually diminished the work that he'd done. Right? Now, what does he think the next week? I'll do the same thing. Yeah, and then twice as much. Now, he probably doesn't do it the same, because to be honest with you, he knew this. It was a fluke. It was an absolute fluke that he won that money. He never, you know, uh, <clears throat> once or twice I think he said he won money before, but this time he really kind of hit it big and he, and he won. But you know what? He would have tried the next week. And he would have tried the week after. Isn't that the way it goes? Listen, the bookie knows that. He knows that the, the punter is going to give him, even if the punter wins big, it doesn't matter. He's actually trading, what? Get it back in a few weeks. He's actually trading on the covetousness that's there, knowing he'll get it back, knowing he'll come back to him. You know, think, you see, here's the deal. here's the deal. Sometimes the children of darkness are wiser than the children of light. Yeah, you know, he knows he's going to get it back. You know, uh, so so he's okay. He's he's happy for you to go out and tell all your friends how much you won. He's happy for you to, you know, you know, to blast it. But that's why they put it up, you know, and this guy won 10 million. And, you know, and there he is now. He's made for life. He's won 10 million. By the way, that's not true. Most of them are not made for life. Most of them get ruined. Most of them end up with less than they had before they started. <clears throat> but he knows that everybody sees that and everybody wants. And so everybody goes after it. Anthony? Sometimes, quite, quite often in the paper, a free 10 Yes. And isn't that, isn't that so good of them? I mean, you know, you see it on the computer, you know, you join up this, 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 this betting game and you, you get 50 euros to start off with. Now, these are just philanthropists. These, these people have just, you know, they've got so much money they want to give it away. Not on your life. What are they trying to do there? They're trying to suck you in. Because they'll give you 50 euros, but you'll give them 500 in the end. <clears throat> By the way, uh, this has become a more more of a problem. Uh, you know, you have internet betting now. So you can sit there with the mouse and you can bet your money away. You can bet now on the, on the TV, can't you? You know, there's ways to actually bet on the TV. You can actually bet on... You know, there's so many ways they have of kind of... You're going to win big. Listen, if you can win big consistently on it, then the bookies are out of business. And they've been in business for a long time. You know, nobody wins big all the time. Right? And, you know, <laughs> I, I, what you're doing is you're saying, yeah, but I know this guy, and, you know, and, and listen, he always wins. <laughs> listen, 
Honestly, if you sat down and added up the money he spent and the time and effort and energy he's given to it, you know what? He'd have made more if he was working at it. It's just not geared that way. It can't be. Notice this. Right, you go into the bookie's office. How many, many, many of you have ever been to bookie's office? Right. Now, how many windows are there for paying out money? How many windows are there for taking in money? Now, doesn't that tell you something? <laughs> doesn't that tell you something? There's, there's only one window for giving out money. And there's five windows for giving in money because, you know, that's the way it works. That's the whole plan. These guys, you know, <clears throat> they're not in it for the good of the other people. They're in it to make money, and they do it very handsomely with them. Right? <clears throat> okay. Um, <clears throat> so the motivation is sinful. The, the fruit is sinful. It takes advantage of others' weakness. Now think about it, doesn't it? You, I mean, you go away, you, you go into the bookie's office, and you put ten on, and you walk away with a hundred. Is that hundred belonging to the bookie? Or did some other poor duffer have to put his money down so that you could get your hundred? And isn't that the way it works? Somebody walks away with a check for 10 million. You know what's amazing too about the, um, <clears throat> about the lotto? You know, there's a check for 10 million. After tax, it was worth 6 million. You know, so, so you mean to say the tax man actually got 4 million out of the winnings? I mean, it's a scam all around. <clears throat> it really is. But anyway, so, um, <clears throat> but, so you got the 10 million there. Well, have you noticed who buys tickets? Buys lotto tickets? Stand across the road and watch people buying lotto tickets on a Wednesday. I mean, you don't find guys pulling up in a Rolls Royce to run in and buy a couple of lotto tickets. It's people that can't afford it. You know, it's people that get sucked in on the hope of this big day. And they're putting out money they haven't got. Money that needs to be spent on shoes for kids. Money that needs to be spent down in Littles, not in the spa shop on the, <clears throat> on the lotto ticket. Now, and you know, you say, well, I can't help them if they want to be daft about it. But you know what? When you actually take that money, you're capitalizing on their misery. That can't be good. That can't bring you blessing in your life, can it? When all these people are, are, are left without you, you've walked away with all of it. You know, that, that, that can't be a good thing. There's no way you can work that out to be good. Um, <clears throat> it leads to unsavory companions. By the way, where are the bookie shops situated typically? Beside the pub. Right? Now, why are they situated beside the pub? Because the typical thing is you go into the pub, you have a few drinks, you get brave, and you go in next door and you put a bet on. Now, it's, you know, it's, it, that's not just kind of hearsay. If you, if you go down to the cuckoo's nest down the road, there's a bookie's office down there, and the cuckoo's nest in the middle of nowhere. There's a bookie's office uh, beside it. Uh, if, if you go um, even up to the Fox here, there's a bookie's office just around the corner. They always do it. People go in and have a drink. They get flahulik with their money, and they go in and put a bet on, and um, they know it. It's part and parcel of the deal. Right. <clears throat> so the fruit of it is sinful. Uh, it leads to Addiction. Gambling can become psychologically and physically addictive. 
Monetary reward in gambling, in a gambling-like experience, produces brain activation very similar to that observed in a cocaine addict receiving an infusion of cocaine. Um, that's Hans Breitner, the co-director of the Motivation and Emotion Neuroscience Center at Massachusetts General Hospital. What's he saying there is there's a rush that goes, by the way, be careful of anything that gives you that big rush. Those, those big rushes are dangerous in your life. But when you buy the lotto ticket and you're, you, man, you've got this rush going on, you're just feeling, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. And then it comes close to the time and it's, and it's rising and it's rising. And then you didn't win. But what you've had is, you've had chemicals released in your brain that make you feel really good for a second. And you'll go back again to have those chemicals released again. You get sucked into that. I dealt with somebody here. Turned out that, I, that he was actually a, a, a relative of a, of a relative in the end. But he told me the saddest tale. He, he had lost his family because of gambling. And when he came to me, he had just sold all the furniture in his house and gambled it away. He sold everything in the house. So he was left with no bed to sleep on. No table to put his bit of dinner on. And no family because of gambling. Now, you know, common sense would say to you, hang on a minute, you had to know you weren't good at this thing. But it's not about how good you are at this thing. It's about the rush. It's about the addiction. And somebody gets sucked into it. And, and they, they remember, those things that give you those big rush, they're dangerous. Because you get dependent upon the chemicals that it releases, and you want them in your life. You know, the place for you is not to be on the ground. You don't want to be on the ground. The place where you operate uh, is not where you go high and then crash and high, and then crash. And lots of, lots of things in life do that to you. Take you high, and then you crash, and then you come up again. And some people only feel good when they're going up and down like yo-yos. I, I know people, in the, and they, they are addicted to crisis in their lives. They're addicted to drama. Right? They go up, and they go down. And you, know, you can say, that's ridiculous. Would you stop doing all this junk? They're actually addicted to it. They can't, they, they can't stop doing it. You see, you're effective when you're on this even place where God is meeting your needs and taking care of you and you're looking to him. You're really effective then. You can handle life and you can do well and you can make right decisions. You don't make right decisions when you're up at the top. You don't make right decisions when you're down at the bottom. You make right decisions when you're in that nice even place where you're calm and, and, and the Spirit of God can speak to you and direct you in your life. So be careful of those things that take you up and, and drop you down again. They're not good for you. And gambling is one of those things that will do it. Right? It also leads to other sins. As debts build up, people turn to other quick resources of money. Quick sources of money. What do people do when the debts build up? And by the way, you can build up serious debt with gambling. Now, by the way, how can you build up serious debt with gambling? Huh? Yeah, you borrow it. And you know who loan it to you? Often the person that you're, you're, you're gambling with, now they, they, they'll actually loan it to you. Know, they, they, they wouldn't loan you money to buy a car, but they will loan you money to gamble with. Now, why will they loan you money to gamble with? Yeah, they suck you in with it. They've got you. They've got you on the end of the string then. And then it gets dirty. Then it gets nasty because this is not, you know, loans that are supervised by the central bank. You know, these, these, these are loans that are just there and, you know... <clears throat> 
uh, they're looking for their money off you. So what happens when, when somebody like that starts knocking on your door and telling you, I want my money? You make sure I have my money. What do you do then? You steal it. And, then, and this whole thing, you know, <clears throat> becomes a downward spiral. You know, people are doing stupid things they know they shouldn't be doing because they want to get out of this debt. You know, they want to get this paid off. You see, here's the thing. Money has a powerful emotional attachment for us. And it also has a tremendous power to make us feel bad. When we own money and we're in debt and it's getting over our head, you're losing sleep, you're losing hair, you're, you know, you're losing all kinds of things when you get in that place. And listen to this. Getting in debt because of gambling is ridiculous. Now, now, how does somebody get in debt because of debt gambling? If you have a hundred euros to gamble with, right? By the way, I dealt with somebody very recently, and they spent five hundred euros gambling on the TV. That's a week's wages. Five hundred euros, just gone, just like that. But how does somebody get in debt with gambling? How do you feel after you've spent 500 euros on the TV? And your wife doesn't know about it yet. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about that? <laughs> ah, so, so what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I want to get back. The next one. I'm going on the next one. Right? <clears throat> now, and then when you're not 500 anymore, you're 600 down. What do you, what do you think then? I'll just stop now. I'm going to give up now. That's ridiculous. Just around the corner. Just around the corner. Yeah, no, I can't keep losing all the time. Right? I, I, you get drawn in. People get... You see, this, this thing is a lethal deal for us. And by the way, you don't think that you're way too clever and too sharp to ever get involved in gambling. And don't look down on somebody who's actually bitten the bullet and, uh, and, and gotten themselves in a mess. Because the reality is, these things are common to all of us. That's why the Bible's warning us against them. If you go with it, if you play with it, you know, you'd be amazed how quickly it'll suck you in. You know, these are things to, to what Paul says there to Timothy, flee these things. Now, flee is the idea of Joseph with Potiphar's wife. You know, he didn't say, no, I don't think so. Uh, I need to get on my work. What are you, he left his coat and he ran. And you're supposed to run from these things. Because they have a powerful ability to suck you in and to draw you in. You start buying lotto tickets, you say, no, I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just spend a little on it. No, you're opening a door in a Pandora's box in your, in your life. And <clears throat> many other people who can tell heartbreaking tales of how they've actually been destroyed by it. And, and, and here's the thing, you don't know if it's you. Yeah? you know, we know so many people get addicted to alcohol, don't we? But then there's a whole bunch of other people that don't get addicted. They just have a drink and they're, and they're okay. The problem is when you start drinking, you don't know whether it's you or whether you're the one or not. It's kind of like Russian roulette. You know, Russian roulette, you get the gun, you get open the chamber of the gun, you put bullets in it, and you just leave one chamber empty. And you hope you're going to get that chamber. Or you put one bullet in and one bullet in, you hope you're going to get. You hope you're. You hope you're going to not get that chamber, right? And the the thing is with gambling, it's the same thing. 
Look, I'm just, I'm just going to have a flutter. It's 10 million. I'm just going to buy a lotto ticket. But the thing about it is, you don't know if that's opening the door in your life that's going to lead you into something that really is going to be painful for you. You know, it's, it's not worth it. <clears throat> um, people who gamble do not consider how they hurt themselves and others until it's too late. Until the damage is really done. So, <clears throat> uh, conclusion then. Which is gambling more like? The works of the flesh or the works of the spirit? What would you think? Look at it in Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 23. Galatians 5, 19 through 23. Who will read it for us? Vincent, you got it there? Okay, go on to read the good side now. Okay, so what does gambling look like? Does gambling look like the first part or the second part? Looks like the first part, doesn't it? I mean, so many of the things it's mentioning there, gambling is opening up the door to. Right? <clears throat> Do you think gambling belongs to the deeds of the old man or the clothing of the new man? But him that stole steal no more. Isn't gambling stealing from people who really can't afford to give? But rather let him labor that he may have to give to them that have need. It's the old man. It's the old way. One doesn't need to look long to see that gambling is sinful. The motive is greed, the desire is to get rich quick, covetousness, and the harm to self and to others. Uh, <clears throat> consider these tidbits of wisdom. Gambling, the sure way of getting nothing from something. <laughs> right? That's the way it works. The safest way to double your money is to fold it over once and put it in your pocket. Okay? <clears throat> um, by the way, there is just a whole problem with these get-rich-quick schemes. Listen, it's fine for you to work, for you to labor, for you to have a business, for you to, you know, invest in something in the hope that, you know, it's going to go well and you're going to sell stock and you're going to... That's fine for you. But when you say, yeah, you know what, I'm going to buy that and sell that and I'm going to be loaded, going to be minted. Listen, it doesn't work that way. And for every story that you hear of it have work, has worked that way, you know what, there's a hundred other stories that would tell you, no, it doesn't work that way. Right? <clears throat> Um, by gaming we lose both our time and our treasure, two things most precious to the life of man. And a lottery uh, is a tax on people who are bad at maths. It's a tax on people that are bad at working out the odds. That's not a good way to invest your money. Right? And um, <clears throat> so the next time it comes up and the temptation comes your way, say no. I'm not getting involved here. This is rubbish. This is no way for me as a child of God to live. <clears throat> God has a better plan uh, for me than this. And you look to him. Now, money that you get because God is giving it to you is a sweet thing. You work and God blesses. That's a sweet thing. It won't cause you pain and trouble. That will bless your life. But that's how God wants you to make your money. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for these uh, that have come. And blessed Lord, would you, would you help us to see and understand... <clears throat> Uh, the power money has in our lives, and Lord, the danger of gambling, and Lord, that we might walk with you and flee it. In Jesus' name, amen.